welcome to I'm Jealous, hosted by me, Vicki Cato. This podcast tells the story of my journey to finding myself and starting my business. Hi friends, it's me, it's Vicki Cato, and you are listening to the I'm Jealous podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, let's get into it. <laughs> On today's episode, we are going to have a little bit of a business update. Um, Not much is going on, so it'll probably be pretty quick. Uh, This week's topic that we're going to be discussing in terms of entrepreneurship is press. How to get press, why I want press, and what I'm doing. (laughs) So we're going to go over that. And then we will have a jelly segment where I touch a little bit on who or what it is that I'm jealous of this week. And then I will close it out with our quote of the week, new for 2022. So please stay tuned. Okay, so business update. I am super excited that I have been consistently posting on Instagram and you probably know that I have struggled with Instagram and social media for a long time. It's not easy for me. It's not something that I really enjoy doing. But this year, I got that content calendar uh, that I mentioned last week. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to post every single day, whether I want to or not, whether I feel inspired or not, I'm going to post on social media. Because it is a way that I can get my name out there and hopefully connect with potential customers, potential supporters, and just help to build my business. So I really wanted to start doing it, get better at it, be consistent with it. And I feel like just changing the mindset from like, from it being something that I was going to try to do to being something that I have to do, it, it shifted something for me. And it was a really important shift. Um, Because obviously I have a day job and I go to work regardless of whether or not I feel like it. After the Christmas break and I had to go to work and I cried on my way to work for many different reasons, but also just because I did not feel like going back to work. I was just like having a huge panic attack and not feeling good about things. But I still, you know, I wiped up my tears and I, you know, went to work. I walked in the door and I was pleasant and I was there and I did my job right and I think sometimes with this business it's like I expect it to be something that I am happy with all the time and where it's completely you know fulfilling and satisfying and inspiring at all times and I think that's probably an unrealistic thing to think Um, there are going to be some things in this business that I don't enjoy doing where it does feel like a chore um And hopefully as things do progress, I can start to outsource some of those things that I don't particularly care to do. Um, But yeah, I think changing it from being something that I do it when I think of something to doing something every day, regardless of whether or not I feel like it, has really been a huge shift. So it's only been a week, so I know it's, you know, early days yet, but I'm really hoping that I can continue with it. And the other thing that I feel like has made it actually easier for me is that I try to do my 
posting and like also interacting and stuff on social media while I am exercising. So I have an exercise bike. I got it from my mom when she moved. I'm not big into exercise bikes, but I was like, it's cardio. I need to do something and it will kind of keep me somewhat distracted from like both things because I don't really enjoy working out. I don't really enjoy social media. So for some reason, the two of them combined, I actually have a pretty good time doing it. I think because it keeps me distracted enough from the fact that I'm working out that I don't hate it. I'm kind of preoccupied and then vice versa where it's like I'm kind of I'm out of breath and huffing and puffing. So I'm not as like focused on every single detail of what's going on in social media. I honestly, I don't know why it works, but it's really working for me (laughs) where for some reason I'm actually enjoying it. I can actually say this last week of posting every day has not been terrible. I have actually enjoyed myself. So I'm hoping that that will be helpful to you and maybe you can give it a try. Do something else while you're trying to do this other thing that maybe you don't like so much and perhaps that might make it easier. Just a suggestion, it's working for me and I will keep you updated. Um, The other thing that I was working on this week was my website. So I still have a ways to go. Email marketing was something that I was hoping to get done this weekend and I have not gotten to, but hopefully in the next few days I will be able to do it. Um, But I did work on my website on my about page. I was I think it was in one of the digital marketing uh, webinars that I attended. They said that the about page is the number one most visited page after the homepage. So it's homepage number one and then the about page. So I really wanted to have an about page for my website. And it just took me a really long time to kind of like pick and choose what I wanted to have on there. It's still super long and I do want to try to condense it even further. But, you know, I'm getting to the point where I am just trying to get to a place where I am happy with something. It does not have to be perfect. I just have to feel proud of it and happy with it. And then of course I can keep changing it. You know, a week from now, maybe I can take out a piece or I can add a piece or whatever, but at least for now there's something up there that I do feel good about. So check out my website. It's nikato.com. I just put up the about page. Let me know what you think about it. Um, so yeah, that was good. Um, I think that's really basically it. I still have some work to do on the pants. Um, I have the samples and I've had the sample size set in the joggers and I've given them to some people to try. They're giving me feedback and adjustments to make and I do have to make some adjustments before we go into production. Um, So I'm just working on those right now and then hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can get started with production. Um... I think that's all for the business updates. Um, Oh, and I did register for my CA number uh, this weekend. So the CA number is the number that you need when you are um, like a textile manufacturer, distributor, retailer. Um, I think there's something else. Um, But it just is like an identifying number that it's kind of like a business number, but you can put it on your label so that people or the government or whatever knows who made this garment who is responsible for it so if there's any issues or whatever with it you are the one responsible for it so instead of listing like 
your full address, which is the other thing you could do. You can just get a CA number and then put that on your labels. So I just registered for mine online. It was super easy. It took maybe five minutes. It cost $100. You just go to, what was the website? I don't even know the name of the website. But if you just Google CA number registration, it pops up. It's for Canadians. And yeah, that's all I did. Put in my credit card information. They emailed me and said that they would... Uh, send me all of the documentation in the mail. I want to say it takes a few days. Um, and yeah, that was the other good thing. So now I can start working on my labels, but I'm going to wait until I have everything kind of more, more kind of decided on in terms of the pants. I want to feel like I have things like almost to the finish line before I start um, working on the labels. But it's getting there. It's getting to the point where I'm almost there. And that's why I wanted to get the CA number. So hopefully I get it within a week. And at that point, I have things more um, determined where I want them to be uh, with the pants. So, okay, I think that's it for my business update. I keep saying that's it. And then I have more to say. But that is it for real. And then we are going to start talking about press. Okay, so as you may know, I do not know anything about marketing, advertising, sales, none of that shit. I don't know much about it. I can honestly say I'm not very good at it, um, but I'm learning. I'm trying to figure all of this stuff out as I go. I think it is something that I really am going to need help with, but I wanted to kind of just start thinking about it more and getting it out there into the universe so that hopefully I can start really working on it and deciding exactly what it is that I'm going to do for press. Um, so first off, I wanted to start with a definition of press. <laughs> so the word press is used as a noun to collectively refer to all the newspapers, TV programs, radio shows, and other means of communication that make up the news media. The people who work for organizations that produce these communications are also referred to as the press. So that is press. And when I think about press, I don't think I really considered what a, like what an organism it is, like how how it really functions. I don't think I really considered how it really functions prior to starting this business. Like, you know that in order to get your name out there to become well-known, that you do need press. You need people to know about you and to be talking about you. But the actual mechanism for making that happen, I have not really understood. And I still don't understand. So in terms of press, you can do it where it's like just you, yourself, contacting people and trying to get the word out about your brand. So you could do that through like social media, you can do that through getting featured in different publications. Or the other thing, if you're not doing it on your own, you can hire someone. So you can hire like a PR company, uh, PR is public relations company, who will kind of work on getting the press for you. So obviously, because I don't have any money right now, um, I won't be able to hire a PR company. Um, I was talking to one of my friends who's also a designer and she was telling me about Leslie the Label. 
um, and how they really invested heavily in marketing and ads and stuff like that and how they work with a really um, a really amazing PR firm and they've been really successful in using this PR firm and it was a big investment for them right out of the gate that's what they did and of course obviously they've been very successful and I thought about whether or not I could find a way to do that if it meant like taking out a loan or whatever but I'm not sure if that is going to be the way for me because like I mentioned before, Candice, who is my um, business coach, who's also the founder of Buttercream, she did not spend any money on ads or marketing or anything in the beginning when she launched her brand. And then also Jess, who is the um, founder of Free Label, she also didn't spend any money on press or anything like that for the beginning of her business either. And so what I'm thinking is that I want to be more on that side of things. I mean, it all has to do, I think, with like your end goal. And like I mentioned, my friend, her end goal is to be a big brand, be a very big, well-known, you know, multinational, very big brand, right? And for me, that's not necessarily my end goal. I want to be able to create something that is sustainable in terms of the business itself is sustainable, where it can support not only me and my family financially, but also it can support my production partners, you know, uh, my sample maker, my pattern maker, you know, all of those people, I want to be able to know that I can have like a long-term relationship, business relationship with them where my business can also support their business, right? I want to be able to one day say that the work that I'm doing here to produce these garments, it feeds, you know, a hundred families. You know, that's something that's something for me that is important and that is a huge goal for me. But to create a business that, you know, brings in a billion dollars, like a Zara or something like like that's not necessarily where I'm coming from with this business. And so knowing that, I think I am more on the buttercream free label side of thing. Um, with buttercream and with free label, they are family businesses. So Candace works in the business. Her husband also works a little bit in the business and the business does support their family. And also because the business is growing, they have been able to hire people. They have a lot of full-time staff. They have a warehouse, all of that stuff. And then same with free label. And so that to me is a goal that I see as like, if I could one day do that, where it's like, not only do I get to work in this business full time, but I get to hire really awesome people to come and work with me as well. And I can also have like my husband working with me or I can have my sister working with me. That would just be a dream come true. So I'm hoping to get to that point in the next five years. Do I necessarily need to be, you know, a multi-million dollar company in the next few years? That would be wonderful, but it's not really the be-all and end-all for me. So knowing that, I feel like I don't need to hire a PR company. 
and I'm going to try to not spend a lot of money on press and advertising and marketing right now. I think what's nice is that we do have things like social media that we can use where people know you because they've seen you or they've heard about you and more through word of mouth. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Thankfully, because of social media, it is a lot easier these days to try to get in front of people that maybe you wouldn't normally be able to. And I'm glad that now at least I am starting to be more consistent with social media. And this is kind of off topic, but I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, I think I was recycling something and it just came to mind that like, this is a long-term thing. This isn't going to be where it's like, I drop these pants tomorrow and then they sell out. I mean, God willing, of course, but realistically speaking, this is going to be something that is like a grind where it's going to be something that I, for years and years and years, I'm going to have to be on it, you know, hustling, talking to people about this. And this is just the beginning of that process. So I want, I just want to be honest with myself in that way and set myself up with like realistic expectations that it's not going to be like, I'm not going to be buttercream tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be free labeled tomorrow. It's going to be real time and energy spent actually being out there talking to people trying to connect with people, trying to build my brand name through stories, through collaborations, through all of that stuff, right? And it is such a big learning curve for me too, where it's not going to be maybe as easy as it would have been for other people who are already in the fashion industry. I'm coming at this from, you know, someone with no background in the fashion industry. So it is probably going to be quite a bit harder for me. So I just want to make sure that I am clear about that on my end. And so I don't I don't want to feel let down when it takes time because I get that it takes time and sometimes I struggle with that, but I am starting to just reassure myself that we're in this for the long haul. Everything is not just going to happen all at once and I just have to be persistent with it, right? Um Okay, so in regards to press, we talked about kind of like PR company, buying it that way, advertising, which of course you can buy ads anywhere. There's Google AdSense, Google AdSense or AdWords, whatever it is, Google, um, Instagram, Facebook, those are the big ones. And then of course, there's also like local TV ads um, and stuff like that, newspaper ads. Honestly, I don't think that my customer... Because I also have to consider where is my customer? Where does she hang out? I don't think she reads newspapers much. So I don't think I want to spend a lot of time, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time or energy investing in newspaper advertising when I don't think, because I don't read the newspaper regularly. So I don't know if my customer would either. So I'm going to probably leave that out. Radio ad, same thing. I'm going to probably leave that out. I think she listens to Spotify and I think she's on a paid plan. <laughs> That's just a, just a feeling, just a feeling. Um, no shade though, if you're not. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably going to 
the advertising spend that I do have, I'm probably going to do it on Instagram, um, on Facebook. And then if I can try to get featured on some different like websites and ads and like partner with like bloggers and stuff like that to see if I can have some collaborations with like local bloggers, uh, fashion bloggers that preferably I should I shouldn't say preferably, but I would like to start um with tall bloggers and then also with sustainable, like eco-friendly type of bloggers. And then after that just kind of open it up to anyone. But that's probably where my that's probably where I'm gonna try to focus more of my attention in terms of connecting with those people first to see if we could do some sort of like cross posting, cross yeah, cross posting, I think that's a word, where I can maybe do a guest post on their blog and maybe they can do one on mine, um, something like that. So I'm hoping to start getting the ball rolling on that. And that would also be more organic and also a lot cheaper. Um, the other thing that I was hoping to do too is I have a list of like websites and stuff that are local um, and also not just websites, but like Instagram pages too, that I could hopefully connect with. So there's Daily Hive, there's Date Night YYC, there's, um, there's a bunch of other ones. Um, sorry, I've made lists and I have like multiple lists. I'm hoping next week we can do, um, a podcast on organization because I'm quite a mess right now and I need to figure out my shit and hopefully get a little bit more um, organized. But right now I have like multiple Google sheets and different tabs that are all essentially the same thing. Sales, marketing, press, contacting people, what my plan is. And it's really all over the place. But I did just start on different days kind of putting sorry, my nose is itchy. Um, I did start kind of just like putting down people's names of like that I would love to get featured on. So different women's online publications. Um, so Daily Hive, Avenue Calgary, um, Chatelaine, Elle Canada, Bustle, Refinery29, um, Hello Betty, Cosmo, The 30, Femme Founder, uh, YWIB, pop sugar I think that's basically all of that there is definitely more but I don't want to read all of them off to you I'm going to try to put these together in like an actual list and like really start trying to figure out who I'm going to target and where I'm going to start because I'm going to want to start doing this before I launch. So I'm hoping in February I'll be able to have a press kit ready with professional photos, with a little bit about me and my brand that I can start actually sending out um, to different press, different press. Like I don't, different ad, I don't know. I don't know the words, but you know what I mean? Different I'm going to start sending this shit out <laughs> to different people who are in the industry, who are in the the media who are in media media people I'm going to start sending it out to them so that I can hopefully start building some sort of buzz about my business so that is going to be the next thing that I'm trying to accomplish so I do want to get a little bit more organized in terms of 
who I want to contact and who I want to contact first. And then how? Because I want to put together a press kit that has all of my information. Am I going to just email different like um, reporters from different magazines? Am I going to try to DM people? Am I going to, you know, like how am I going to go about contacting these people? Am I going to call them? There's lots of different ways that I can do it. And I do want to make sure that I'm very focused and persistent and I have a game plan. So that's going to be my next goal is in terms of the press and media, I want to organize everything and then figure out how I'm going to go about contacting everyone. Um, And I also have to make sure that I actually have a press kit done and ready to go. I was doing some research probably a month or so ago, and I'm not sure how I came about, but I found a press kit that someone did when they did their um, Kickstarter. And it's a really, really nice press kit. And he actually goes through everything that he included. And it's basically like a really good example of what you can send out to different media outlets to try to get press coverage. And so I'm kind of going to use that as like a guide, as a template to help me um, structure my press kit. And if you have questions about it, or if you're curious, you want to see what it looks like, please email me. I'm at, I'm no, I'm, I'm jealous podcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to try to put that together, have the press kit ready and then start contacting people. (sighs) So I think, I think that's it in terms of press. I did, the other thing for press is like, so I'm definitely going to be contacting local media outlets to like different news, different, like, cause we have channel seven news, channel eight news, which is like, It used to be a channel. I want to say now it's like city news, something like that. And then there's like channel seven news, which is like global. And then we have like Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun. So which are the newspapers, which are also online. Um, So all of those different areas, I want to try to contact them. Sorry, I have something in my eye now. But on top of that, I also was thinking about maybe holding an event, holding an event or co-hosting an event with um, someone else and seeing if maybe that would help me to get my name out there. Um, And then, of course, there's also like we talked about markets and like festivals and stuff like that, like in-person type of events as well. I was also thinking about... um, what is it called? Pitch competitions. So pitch competitions, I was going to them last year as like a spectator and I thought it was actually really cool. I found it really interesting and it is a really good way to get your name out there. I think it would be really nerve wracking and that might be hard, just like the prep and everything for it. But at the same time, if there's a hundred people watching it, it could it could still be really helpful. And then it also gets you better at pitching your business, right? So I think it would be a win-win situation. I just have to try to find more pitch competitions. So that's another way to get some free press. Um, The other thing too that someone reached out to me um, from my website 
just through the contact form and sent me an email. They are a marketing person and he was giving me his pitch for his business and he mentioned that he could put up ads on Craigslist that would kind of that would be kind of about my business. So that's another way too that you can get your name out there is to like use things like Craigslist or Kijiji to like have some sort of a post that at least says something about you and your business because you never know who is out there looking and then maybe they do find find what it is that you're selling and and that could be another way to gain a customer. So and at this point I mean it's free so why not at least try it. So I am also considering that and then of course doing the same thing within like Facebook groups, Reddit posts, stuff like that. Um yeah, another way to just get your name out there. So I'm also going to be trying to do that as well. So it's a lot. There's definitely a lot of different options. And so I think I just really need to find a way to organize everything and to figure out what I'm going to do first. Yeah. Okay. I'm starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed, <laughs> but but I think that's fine. I think that's fine. It's going to be, it's going to be good. This is the, this is like, this is it. This is like, this is really it. Like, this is it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is it this time. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all that I have to say. about. Jeez. I'm just getting myself really worked up about this now because there's a lot to consider. Oh my God. And I remember when I had that conversation with the girl who, uh, she started her, oh, Bailey and company Bailey and company I think is what it's called it's a perfume company and it's a black owned business and she was saying when she started her business she literally just like cold called everybody anyone she could think of she called emailed multiple times she's like some people get back to you most people don't and she's like yeah that's how I got press and she was like at the time because she launched in 2020 and so there were a lot of you know media outlets trying to you know give a platform to black businesses and black brands and so she was like that was super helpful for her um, to get her name out there and so I'm hoping that that same intent is still around even after 2020 Um, but I guess we'll see you know the proof will be in the pudding to see if anyone really does still want to help elevate you know people of color so oh yeah and that was the other thing was so on top of like within Facebook there's a ton of different groups you can post there and there are a lot of different like buying groups and so there's like buying groups for like specific brands and then also for specific like segments of people so like for tall girls for short girls for bigger girls whatever Um, and then there's also like based around different um, influencers. So like Jillian Harris, who is, I'm not sure if you guys know her, she's like a celebrity. She has her own TV show and she was on The Bachelor Canada, I believe. And she has really made a name for herself by being like a, 
like an every woman, she's a mom, she's a this, she's a that. And so a lot of people relate to her and she's been able to become a really big influencer. So she has a buying group and she also has her own, you know, website and everything, her own business, her own brand. So if you're able to get mentioned on her website or as part of her buying group, that's another way to get your name out there to, you know, her millions of followers, right? So I was also thinking about doing that, reaching out to her, well, not her specifically, but like her, her group of people, her people. Um, and then also we have like City Line, um, the Marilyn Dennis show, the social. I think those are the, probably the big ones that I can think of offhand, but those different, um, those are TV shows that we have in Canada. They're, they're like kind of like the view type of daily talk shows that are really centered around women and women's issues. And so it might, it might be helpful to reach out to them and at least just put it out there like, Hey, this is a thing that I'm doing. If you're interested, you know, I would love to provide you with more information. So I'm also thinking about reach, not I'm thinking, but I'm going to also reach out to them period. End of story. I'm reaching out to them. Obviously, if I don't hear back, I don't hear back, but I'm going to at least put it out there and see what happens. Right. You just never know who's going to have your blessing, right? And so I feel like the wider net you cast, the better your chances are. So I'm just going to go into it with that mind frame that I'm just trying to find my blessing. Do you have it? <laughs> like, No? Okay, cool. On to the next person. Do you have my blessing? Oh, no? Okay, cool. On to the next person. And that is my mentality. So I might have to knock on a lot of doors before I find it, but I, I shall find it. Um, so yeah, now for real, that is it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) One more thing. I'm also thinking about Etsy. I'm not sure how Etsy fits into this whole press thing and getting my name out there, but I feel like similar to Kijiji and Craigslist and stuff like that, posting something on Kijiji or sorry, posting stuff on Etsy starting a shop and posting things on there could be another way for me to put get my name out there and start building um, some brand loyalty, reputation, whatever, just getting my name out there. Because you never know, I Etsy's huge and millions of people are constantly searching on Etsy for whatever it is. And so maybe they're searching for pants and then my name comes up, right? So I'm also going to use Etsy as a way to raise brand awareness and get some press. I'm using press with quotation marks because I mean, I guess it's not technically press and I have, you know, I'm I'm doing this in a me way. It's not the technical, I'm sure, marketing, advertising way. I'm sure a professional marketer is like just wanting to poke their eyes out right now, listening to me or poke their ears out, whatever. You know what I mean, but I'm trying to figure this out the best way that I know how to. I don't know the words for these things, but I do feel like by posing something in all of those areas, it will help to raise brand awareness. Okay, I'm done for real now. We are going to move on to the last part of this podcast, which is, drumroll please, the jelly segment. So I am very jealous this week of um, 
two different things. They're both general. I mentioned that I was going to start making this a little bit more general when I didn't have a specific person that was making me feel jealous. And so (sighs) my hair, I have natural hair. I'm a black girl with natural hair. It is extremely nappy, so super, super tight curls, like an afro, like a legit afro. When I comb the whole thing out, it's really not easy to deal with or maintain. And I've had it straight for the last, like, say, three weeks. Um, I straightened it the week or two before Christmas and just have kept it straight. And then now, just this past weekend, I was like, okay, it's starting to get really damaged and I need to just, I feel this, I have no idea if this is true or not, but this is my feeling is that when it is straightened with like, like when it gets straight, it's super straight. It looks like I have a relaxer. If you are not black, you probably don't understand this, but when it's super straight, like with a blow dryer and with a flat iron, it gets super, super straight where it's like, it looks like my hair grows out of my head straight right? But that's not the case. And it puts it into like a super fragile state. And so it tends to get more damage and I have more breakage and shedding and all of that stuff. And so I was really wanting to get it back to its natural state, which is super curly and all of that stuff and just go back to wearing my hair natural for the next little while so that I can start to, you know, strengthen it again and get it to a place where it's healthy, where I want it to be. Um, and then I'm hoping in the summer to get it cut, get a really good cut. Um, but anyways, when I was thinking about doing all of this stuff and thinking about my hair, it was just making me feel really jealous for women that have like really nice, soft, silky hair. And I like having curly hair. I like that I can make it go from curly to straight. So I don't know if I would necessarily want like bone straight hair, but if I could just have it be where my curls are not like a Afro curly, where it was like, you know, girls who are like half black and half white and they have like that really easy bouncy curl and they can just like shower, wash their hair and like let their hair like air dry and it's like the curls look really good. Like they don't have to do so much to it that's how I'm that that's what's making me really jealous because I don't have that it took me like maybe four hours to wash my hair blow dry it on low and then put it into like knots to like try to like stretch it out and then curl it into a curl that's not the natural curl but looks cute and I can still wear it and it should be good for like a few days but probably not and then I'm still not super happy with it and it was just making me feel like god I just wish that I had different hair I am at the point now where I have a lot more love for my hair than I did before so it's nothing against my hair I love my hair it's just certain times when I'm just like God, it would be so much easier to just have different hair growing out of my head. So I was feeling very jealous for women who don't have to deal with all of the things that I have to deal with with my hair. But like I said, I do love it. It's just at certain times, it's like, God, I just wish this were easier. The other thing, because it's like a lot of things that I was feeling jealous of this week, but I was watching um, 
Portia's family values. It's a Bravo show about Portia Williams, who was a real housewife of Atlanta. And her family is like taking this trip to like try to blend their families together. It's a long story. If you're not a Bravo fan, you should be. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into anything, everything. But what I did want to say is when I was watching the show this past weekend, one of the girls on the show that is her assistant, her name is Lauren, she's super pretty, and they're in Mexico right now, and she was just wearing like a bodycon dress, and her body just looked so smoking hot. And you know how bodycon dresses are? It's like, it's basically, you're seeing your full body, your entire shape, there's no hiding anything. It's like, you're wrapped in plastic wrap, right? And so I was just thinking like, God, I wish my body looked like that so that I could wear dresses like that, where it's like, you can tell that that's what her body looks like naked, you know, because that's what a bodycon dress is. You're essentially naked with something covering you, you know, but you can see the full shape and everything. And my body with clothes on, I feel like fantastic, fantastic. But without clothes on it's just like not quite that like I have weight in my belly I don't have like narrow I don't have a narrow waist and like hips like I'm pretty straight up and down and then have a belly so it's not like the most flattering thing for me to wear a bodycon dress or to like be completely naked it's not ideal for me even just to wear like a bikini is not really ideal for me either so yeah I was just feeling super jealous when I saw her of like wow that would be so nice to be able to wear a dress like that and just have like a smoking body but I don't have that like the dresses that I do wear I'm very conscious of and it's like okay it has to have a certain like um seam here and seam here to like create the illusion of me having like a waist and hips because I don't really have that so I'm I'm pretty good at it though and I do have some really amazing dresses that do make me look and feel really great it's just I have not been able to do that with like a bodycon dress I think maybe if I were to get really skinny again then I probably could but I don't know if I'm ever going to get really skinny again. So I probably just have to say goodbye to that. <laughs> just just keep being jealous because that is not going to happen. Um, but yeah, so that's what I was feeling jealous of this past week. And now I can just let that go. Okay. And if you would like to share with me what you've been feeling jealous of, I would love that. And I would put it on my Instagram page and I would give you a shout out on the podcast. So please as I said, email me at imjealouspodcast at gmail.com and I will feature whatever your jealousy is on the podcast, okay? Um, and we are going to close things out with a quote. Okay, so this week's quote, and I'm sorry, I do not know who said this. I did try to find so I could give credit, but I could not find it. But the quote is, if running is difficult, run more. Okay, if running is difficult, run more. So I I took that to mean that when things are hard, you have to just keep doing them before they become easier. And for me, like I mentioned with social media, it was a huge struggle for me and now I'm doing it every day. 
and it is becoming easier. So when I hear that quote, if running is difficult, run more, it's just, if you do it more, it will get better. Even though it feels like this is a hard thing, I don't want to do it. You just have to keep doing it more and then it will be something that's not so hard. Yeah. So that's the quote of the week. And I hope you will use that to have a wonderful week. (laughs) You will let that inspire you to do whatever the thing is that feels really friggin' hard right now. Just do that and just do it more. And it's probably going to suck, but it will become easier. And you'll look back a year from now being like, oh my God, remember when I used to think that X, Y, and Z was so difficult And now it's actually not that bad. Like I can do it like it's nothing. It's funny because even the bike thing, when I first started, because, you know, I'm not like a super athletic person, I don't really do regular exercise. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it for 15 minutes a day. That was my goal. And so I did it for 15 minutes a day for like the first week. And then by the second week, when I started doing, um, the going on Instagram at the same time as being on the bike and it always takes me so long to do these friggin Instagram things it's like next thing you know I've been on the bike for like 25 minutes and I'm like oh shit I've been on here for 25 minutes okay maybe I can get to half an hour and so then I started doing it for 30 minutes a day and so like today I did it for 30 minutes and yesterday I did it for 30 minutes and now that's my new like consistent thing is like okay 30 minutes on the bike while doing Instagram and it's been really it's been really good. I've been able to actually do it. And so I think that's the thing when it's, when you keep doing it, it does get easier. So even though it feels difficult at first, the more that you do it, it's going to start getting easier and easier. Okay. So have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.